Hello my friends, it's your buddy Phil here, Project Management Trainer and Coach, here with another video about the PMP exam and how you can conquer it. And today, I'm going to take you into problems that project managers encounter. And when we're talking about these problems that project managers can encounter, we're going to tackle it from the angle of the five process groups. I'm going to look at these five big buckets of potential problems that project managers could face. And we're going to start off from initiating all the way to closing. Now, first of all, I'll give you a few obvious ones. In initiating, there's a possibility that the project sponsor may be out of sync with other project stakeholders. That happens a lot. It's not uncommon. And in a situation like that, you've got to rely on the project manager to bring some sense to what is happening, right? The project manager needs to use great interpersonal skills to massage the situation and to ensure that everybody gets on the same page, make sure that misunderstandings are discussed and any difficulties are massaged out. But that is just one of the many things that could go wrong in initiating. Another problem that the project manager could face in initiating is not being able to identify or uncover key stakeholders, being blindsided to the key stakeholders. And as a result of that, the project could start off on a bad footing or ultimately end up in a really bad way. Another thing that we find in initiating as a potential problem is unclear project objectives and scope. And you need to think, my friends, as I'm telling you all these problems, how would I solve that? Because this is like a warm-up for your PMP exam. You know, the, the idea is for you to use this to get warmed up. You know, so the first three that I've told you, right? The stakeholders not being clearly identified. The project sponsor not being on the same page as the stakeholders. And unclear scope. How would you tackle that? How would you tackle those? So that's how I need you to think as I'm going through these with you. Still in the realm of initiating, another one is lack of stakeholder commitment and support right from the get-go. Right out of the gate, the stakeholders, they're not biting. They're not enthusiastic. It's not that they don't agree, but perhaps you need to do a little bit more work of stakeholder engagement and finding the best mousetrap to get them engaged, to get them sucked in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, these are the problems that project managers are expected to solve. A third one is insufficient budget allocation and funding right from the get-go, no budget. Or 
meager budget. How do you deal with that? How do you handle that? Again, you can think of ways of delivering value that may not be predictive, that may be a little bit more agile. So you can tackle the budget in a rolling wave planning kind of way. What about inadequate identification of project risks? Like, you know, there's some risks, we call them overall project risks. If you don't identify the humongous overall project risks, it could result in the entire project being a huge liability to the company or just not ending well. You know, it could end up being a drain. Their projects, some projects are just a drain, the drain on the resources of the company and they just give nothing, nothing good back in return. So there are some projects that are like that. And if you don't identify the risks sensibly, you could end up with one of those as a project manager. And, you know, we're just talking about initiating now. There's so many other things that I could go into. We're just talking about initiating. So you can imagine what the PMI could do with planning and executing and monitoring and controlling as far as problems. Now, why am I talking about problems on the PMP exam? The reason is I've heard from over 90% of students the same story. My exam did not contain formulas. I did not have to use my calculator once. All I needed to do was answer the question, what should the project manager have done or what should the project manager do next? And that tells you your brain muscles as far as solving problems, they really need to be active. And that's why I'm trying to challenge you by asking you these questions of what should the project manager do next? What about the aspect of regulatory? You know, this could very well come up in business. When we talk about compliance, again, right from the get-go, any regulatory requirements, any regulatory clauses, they should be understood right from the get-go. You get what I'm saying? So these are, these are just a few things from initiating. But now I'm going to move on to the planning process group because I want you to exercise your planning process group muscle. So in the aspect of planning, what are some of the things that could go wrong? And I'll tell you. Some of the things that could go wrong are the scope, again, even though you had a good idea of the overall scope, but when you get into planning, you do a poor job of getting into the right level of detail. You see, there's a difference between identifying the scope at a high level versus really knowing what the lower level requirements are. And for a highly plan-driven project, you've got to spend enough time breaking those down. So where that level of clarity is, is not available, it could lead to big problems on the project. Okay. Let's go into something else in planning. How about difficulty in creating a comprehensive project schedule? What if you're not able to identify the dependencies? What if you're not able to understand leads and lags? Or what if the schedule just isn't working? You've developed a schedule, but the schedule isn't working. What should you do next? 
or in the area of cost, you developed a robust, seemingly robust budget, but the way the budget is broken down isn't working. The time phases are out of whack. There's enough money, but the time phases are out of whack. Or in the world of quality, you didn't identify, like I said in the beginning, the regulatory aspects. See, there's so many potential things that could go wrong in planning, but you need to preempt the PMI in your prep by asking the question, okay, what would I do about that? I could ask you the same about resources, right? The resources are not adequate, or maybe you got some team members and these team members aren't doing a good enough job. What should you do? Should you fire them? Or should you train them? Should you coach them? Should you mentor them? It might surprise you, but the right answer is to coach them, train them, mentor them. See, that's how we see the world of team building and development and, and stuff like that. So, if you are not aware of PMI's disposition to these things, I want you to be aware. And this is just the first in an episode of many, okay, where we're going to exercise our brains and think, okay, how would I handle this? How would I do this? How would I do this from a pragmatic real-world perspective in line with what PMI would like? Because PMI doesn't want you to fire the team. They want you to build the team, equip the team, help the team, grow the team, okay? And that's your general idea. All right, my friends. Well, I hope you found value from that. It's your buddy Phil here signing off. I wish you all the very best in your prep. If you've got any questions, let me know. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share. Bye for now.